Brady is back in the game, ladies and gentlemen. And the AFC West has taken over the league. So if you were to sort of kind of compress everything that's going on into one sentence, that's basically it. Kind of. Otherwise, anyway, anyways, you guys are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Hill, CJ Medeiros with you tonight. We have a lot planned for you guys. We'll touch on Tom Brady coming out of retirement. We'll also hit on ongoing free agent signings as well and give updates throughout this show as everything's going on because all these signings are happening as we speak. Um, there's also Deshaun Watson. The sweepstakes are finally coming to a head after nearly basically a year at this point. Uh, but first, let's talk about the AFC West, which has gotten a little bit out of hand, to say the least. So the Chargers have traded for Khalil Mack and signed J.C. Jackson while retaining Mike Williams. And I believe they added a couple pieces up front at the tackle position. Um, and the Broncos also traded for Russell Wilson earlier this week, obviously. The Chargers are in on Jarvis Landry. And they also got Justin Reed to replace, uh, uh, I'm forgetting his name, uh, Tyron Matthew on the Chiefs. To get younger at that position, basically. They did lose Traverius uh, Ward, but uh, anyways, the AFC West has simply turned into an ar- a massive arms race. Uh, so, guys, which of these teams do you see um, taking the AFC West this year? Uh, all right, I guess I'll go first. Uh, how to put this? I don't know why. I've seen the Broncos, you know, they're beefing up. They got Russell Wilson. They just signed Randy Gregory. And, you know, they're – I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. And I guess there's the Chargers, which you know, have added Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, two players at the tops of their position. But I don't know why. I still have to go with Kansas City. They're still the team to beat. You know, they made it to the AFC Championship last year. And, I mean, think about it. Patrick Mahomes is still like a top two, top three quarterback, depending on who you ask. Some would say he's number one. They still have Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey. They might get Jarvis Landry. It's possible. We don't know for sure. But we know they're zeroing in on him. And uh, I know they lost Traverius Ward on defense. But they did get Justin Reed who will replace Tyran Matthew. You know, he's a lot younger. He's faster. He's really underrated. And it's just, I don't I mean, look, I believe the hype around the Chargers and the Broncos, but to be perfectly frank, I have to see it to believe it. You know, because how many super teams have we seen just completely fall apart, you know? We've seen it quite a bit. And so right now, I'm not counting them out, I think as it sits right now, the Chiefs are still the team to beat, and I would still expect them just by the magic of Mahomes alone probably to, uh, you know, take the AFC West. All right, Jay Hill. Oh, no, I can't hear him. My fault, you guys, my fault right there. <laughs> but um, get get right quick, you guys. Um, I like your valid point right there, CJ, but regarding with the – Regarding with the AFC West, we used to say to ourselves that the AFC North was a very hard division between the Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and Bengals this year. But now, as we've seen free agency turn into like turmoil, I have to say that it's it's the AFC West because like you look right now at the division, right now the Chargers are saying, okay, we're in win now mode. We've had Justin Herbert. For two years, and it is thirty. Let's make it special for him. Let's have the best defense we can combine, such as Joey Bosa, them re- them getting Khalil Mack, then just yesterday signing J.C. Jackson, and not to mention the Broncos making a tremendous trade for who's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL besides Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. Like the it speaks for itself. But and then you look at the Raiders. The Raiders are now coming up. Like the Raiders had a terrific season last year. And they also try to make some moves. But with regarding with the Chiefs, I remember I was telling you this, CJ, when I first met you. I was saying to myself, the in the in the AFC West, the Chiefs 
they're going to be ruling the division for the next 10 to 15 years, just like what Brady was doing in his division with like the Bills and Jets. But right now, as we speak, this is a division that's very tough and is very tough. And I understand that the Chiefs, they've been to three straight AFC championship games. But at the same time, we need to look at teams inside a division that's going to make a tremendous impact in the near future. All right, I'm going to take I'm going to go with the Chargers and I'll tell you why. I understand that Patrick Mahomes is probably still the best quarterback in that division, but it's not going to come down to how uh it's not going to come down to quarterback play in this case. It's going to be how the defense plays. And uh the the Chiefs defense was shaky as it was last year. Now they're losing Charvarius Char- 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 Ward and on top of that, they kind of downgraded at safety. They got younger at safety, but Tyron Matthews better than Justin Reed. And they lo- they just lost a key player on that defense now. And they replaced him with a younger piece, but he's not better. And I get I get that they're going that offense for Kansas City is going to be electric again, but Patrick Mahomes is starting to get a little get a little sloppy as his career continues to go on. His his uh his play style is starting to backfire a little bit, and I think that's going I think that's going to hurt them in year uh in the coming years and this year as well. Justin Herbert also has a very um has a much safer play style. He has a very he has very sound mechanics. I think that's going to work out for him. And that defense is going to ball. Khalil Mack, along with Joey Bosa, coming in from the edges. And then you now you have a legitimate number one corner, two num, two very solid corners in Asante Samuel Jr. and J.C. Jackson. That is a really really good defense. And combined with that offense, it's over. It's over for the a for the AFC West and maybe the AFC. Here's my issue to add on, Adam. I understand, and you, CJ, you say it. The Chiefs. It's the Chiefs division, and Adam, you said you said the Chargers are the Chiefs, right? I said Chargers. I you think the Chiefs. I don't right? think the Chiefs are going to so, take it. So to answer your question here, I say the Chiefs, but at the same time, we need to watch out for teams like what we're just mentioning right now: the Broncos, Chargers, and the Raiders. But at the same time, yes, the Chiefs have the best offensive coach in the league. We've seen in our decade, and like. From like the 2017 till now, and as um Eric the enemy, the offense quarter of the Chiefs. But at the same time, these teams in this division are hung like, like, look, it's win, it's win or lose now. But at the same time, you have to look at yourself as a franchise, regardless of these teams of what you're gonna do in the near future. Because I'm telling you, with the Chiefs, yes, they they are the future in the NFL, including Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, what we've seen this year with Mahomes, we've seen a lot of sloppiness, like what you just said, Adam, not to repeat myself. But at the same time, we – So who's your pick? My, who's my pick? It's going to be – it's really tough. It's going to be, as of right now, I'm, I'm going to say the Chargers because right now the, the moves that the there Chargers are making, the, it's, it's, it's looking real scary. Yes, Patrick Mahomes – There will, you go. Hear that Patrick here? Mahomes is the face of the league oh. after Brady retires. <laughs> If he retired, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, yes, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I understand. But see, here's the thing. You're acting like the Chargers are a, were a playoff team. You were acting like they made the playoffs last year. They didn't make the playoffs last year. And a good defense don't mean jack crap if your offense still can't keep up with Kansas City's. And look, I'm not saying the Chargers won't make it. I'm just saying let's pump the brakes. I am only saying that I will believe it when I see it. You know, I mean, like I said, the Chargers didn't even go to the playoffs last year. I know. They and barely I missed. would still take – oh, yeah, barely. But even still, even if they didn't make it, they would have, like, finally been qualified by, like, week 18. Like, with the Chargers, CJ, I understand they didn't make the playoffs, but after watching that last game between the Rays and Chargers, after seeing that I'm saying, I said, okay, Justin Herbert is kind of, like, the key player in this division but at the same time you make sense but we need to we need to say to ourselves with this offseason 
the moves that the teams that are making this division is unstoppable. Can the Chiefs handle it? Maybe, but at the same time, the Chargers, they're, they're, they're a complete sleeper in my eyes. How are they I think, I think it's, everyone's hyping them up? I don't think, I don't think the Chargers are asleep. The I, think the I think they they're should be the favorites. The Chargers should be the favorites. And they're, and you mentioned Patrick Mahomes and uh, how, how Justin Herbert and that offense won't be able to keep up. It's it's hard to it's hard to see um, it's hard to see Patrick Mahomes actually being able to produce enough offense when he has Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa in his face half the time. Look at this, CJ. Though wow, it's almost how do like you how has, do you feel? You're almost acting like he doesn't have a good O line. He does. Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey. Do those names mean nothing to you? It doesn't mean nothing, but it's but. Player, they'll still get through at times, and we saw yeah, and we did times. see that during like the he's AFC championship. Be under duress during every snap, it means Look, nothing. I'm just saying, Look, I'm not, I was gonna say, I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything bad on the Chargers. I wasn't kidding about the Chargers. I'm just saying, like, I, I believe it when I see it. But right now, it's like free agency is so young. We don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Chiefs. Make a big steal. Maybe they get Jarvis Landry. I, I don't know. But until then, we're literally just going to have to see. With All right. We will, we will believe it when we see it, which is exactly what we were seeing about what everybody else was saying about Tom Brady coming out of retirement. And he did, and he shocked the NFL world. We're going to get to that next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Jay Hale, CJ Medeiros in with you tonight. Tom Brady has come out of retirement to play with Tampa for his 23rd season. His age 45 season is going to be the oldest starting quarterback of all time. And so Tom Brady, he retired after the conclusion of the this past NFL season, and he was only retired for basically 41 days. In fact, he was when during during podcasts when he was interviewed about it, he was he was literally keeping track of how long he was retired. And we're like, dude, you are not going to last in there. So he did come out. So guys, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady coming out of retirement? You know, this is a good situation for Tampa Bay. It really is. But I think the real winner here is Bruce Arians because, you know, I've been, I mean, if you're a fan of the show, you've probably heard my take on Arians that he's overrated. This whole quarterback whisper offensive guru thing is a complete sham. And Tom Brady coming back has saved Bruce Arians' bacon, basically, because now it's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to prove myself. But I still maintain it's going to be a dark day for Tampa when Brady leaves. This might be the last go-around. Yeah, you ain't Carlton Davis, but Chris Godwin's probably gone unless you're ready to shell out the big bucks. They are, you know, they just traded for Shaq Mason, but they still lost uh, Ali Marpet to retirement. And another thing, if you think about it, is that more than likely up front, they're going to lose Ndamukong Sue, William Golston, and JPP. So I don't want to say last dance bucks because I don't know what the, because they're going to be contenders as long as Brady's there. But Brady always did say he wanted to play to age 45. I think nothing, I mean, you know, he's willing to retire. We've seen. So I would say nothing is really guaranteed for them after this season. 
Like I said, they'll be fine as long as Brady's there. But if Brady really decides to hang him up after, you know, after this season, then we'll see. Like I said, just take it one season at a time. Because as far as Brady goes, next season's not guaranteed. As a Tom Brady fan, I'm really happy that he's back. Uh, seeing him retire two months ago, it did break my heart because me being a Giant fan is painful. But same time, just to seeing the greatest quarterback to ever play, it's it's unstoppable. But at the same time, I think the NFL, including Brady, they're not like ready to like disappart from themselves. But at the same time, we need to appreciate greatness when it is because there was a time two months ago we weren't going to see him. But recently, I was saying to myself, okay, is he going to come back? And then I saw the whole thing when me, with him meeting Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player that plays Manchester United, one of the great soccer players of all one of of all time in our generation, seeing him ask him, are you going to play again? Brady's like, with the expression. So that there said to me, okay, he's going to come back maybe next year. But coming back now, I'm really happy. I think he should have maybe taken a year off at the same time. I'm really, like, pleased to see him play. I like him. I'm liking what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing. Like what you just said, CJ, they just recently got Shaq Mason, if, 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 I'm, if I'm correct. I like what you just said. Mm-hmm. And they just recently just acquired, I think it was Russell Gage from the Atlanta Falcons. Am I, yep. am I, yeah, yeah, they just yeah. did. And then they and they just got him. So I'm liking what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing, like right now, since Bray's return. And it's like what um you just said, CJ. Bruce Arians is nothing without Tom Brady, and that's just a pure fact. With, with this season, I think the Buccaneers need to focus on to protecting Brady, get some receivers that he wants get a good defense and move on to win your number eight ring and shout out to Tom Brady's fan for letting the man play. Cause without Brady, the NFL is nothing in my opinion. Tom Brady is back. This is the return of the King. Now let me, so before I go on, I, I, I did think that Tom Brady was, um, if when he did retire, I thought he would. I knew I thought that he would come back, but I thought it was going to be after a year or two. I thought he would take a couple of years, and then he would realize wasn't the right decision, and then he'd go. And then let's say Trey Lance doesn't work out on in uh, San Francisco, and he becomes a 49er because he always wanted to be a 49er. And then he would then he would maybe win a championship. They'd do something there. Uh, Turns out he only he only lasted a few weeks of retirement, and then he's like, you know what? I kind of want to go back. Um, and I said this, I said this in the direct aftermath of his retirement. It just felt wrong him retiring before his age forty five season, because he's been saying for years that he wants to play for his age forty through age forty five, and he wanted to play through a high level for a, to a high level at that capacity and the the fact that he came back to do this this is destiny for him this is what he can't this is the goal that he set and this is the team that he's going to be on and i want to see him go and win a championship in his age 45 season will he do it i'm not sure they have a lot of they have a lot of issues with that with that roster um, they have a lot of players hitting free agency. They were able to they were able to add a, a guard, but they still need another one. So that offensive line still needs some work. The defense needs a little work, but their work's cut out cut out for them. But the way I see it, and I've we've been saying this as Patriots fans, CJ, for years. As long as they have Brady, they have a chance. Now, is he going to stay here much longer than just this year? I I don't think so. I think um, so. His contract is up after this season. I bet you he walks in free agency, and he try he goes somewhere else. And I'm willing to bet again that he goes to San Francisco. It's just I Adam I understand, but I just don't see the San Francisco thing happening. There's bad blood between the two, you know, because he said. He that was his first priority in free agency, and they said no, we're sticking with Jimmy G. And Brady took it personally and went and won a ring. Everyone seems to forget that. I don't forget it. I just think you're. I just think so you're over. Think, I just think you're what, putting in what? too much. 
I think you're putting too much stock into it. I don't think he's taking it that personally. He was like, yeah, you're t- you're going with that effing guy. And I, he could have even meant that half joking. Being like, okay, I understand he's younger and he just took you to the he just took you to a Super Bowl. Why would they not go with him? Here's if it the- ain't broke, don't fix it. And it turns out it was broke and now then they went out and got Trey Lance. And because they didn't think that because they didn't think that Tom Brady would ever leave Tampa Bay. They thought he would they thought he would retire there. Now there's he there's a real chance he leaves and I I don't see I I think it's not impossible. I don't think it's I don't think it's broken uh beyond beyond repair. Here's the thing though, Adam. Let's not forget that out of all the teams in the 2000 draft the San, the San Francisco 49ers passed on Tom Brady, knowing Tom Brady growing up was a diehard Joe Montana fan, a San Francisco fan, and him and his father, Tom Brady, seen, has seen his season tickets. Let's not forget about that part. And to point out, in my eyes, when he walks in free agency next season, he's not going to go to the 49ers. Maybe he might sign with the Buccaneers. Hey, maybe Matt, something ever happened to Mac Jones. Maybe the Patriots will ever reach out to him. If that ever happened, I'll make your day. But not sound delusional. But at the same time, let's just like appreciate what we see now because we should be lucky as fans of football that the greatest quarterback is back. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, after when I saw Tom Brady retired, I wasn't gonna watch no NFL games this year besides the Giants. Okay, but Tom Brady, that's my boy. But at the end of the day, regarding with the situation here. The Buccaneers need to focus on now, not next year, now. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I'm very much happy about him him returning. I didn't it didn't feel right that he that he retired right before his age 45 season. So I'm very thankful for that. I'm just I'm just looking at right at you know the future right after that. You know, I'm not stressing about it. I'm just like, you know, I wouldn't rule him out rule him out playing even even further than this. Um, I also wouldn't rule him out retiring right after this season, but you never know. Um, but anyways, free agency has begun. It start uh, the legal tampering period started on Monday, and it's going on basically right now up until tomorrow when free agency actually starts, March sixteenth. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit as it has been going on. We'll get into that next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, Jay Hill, CJ with you in the house tonight. Before we get on to our next segment, I do have one fun comment that I found that I found on our YouTube channel by Finnamore Media. Look at this. Finnamore Media having a Bruski watching the Ruski. And it says there's a little underscore here and that or a little thumb up emoji and us. So that's nice. How I could have a f- I could ha- I could go for a few drinks. Maybe I'll have a couple after this after this show. A few a few celebratory ones after Tom Brady came back for his for his next uh for for his uh 23rd season. What do you think? Are are you asking us? Yeah. I'm not gonna out Justin, but uh, I'm not old enough. I'll, I'll have some milk oh, or yeah, something. Yep, yep. <laughs> I, I'll have some milk, I guess. I don't know. A brewski. I wonder if there's like an al- an alcohol free type of thing. Alcohol drink. Alcohol free alcohol. Wouldn't that be just? <laughs> wouldn't that be just depressing? But that's 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 pretty nice. It's fun what listening about hearing about a uh, little bit of football while having a beer. Not bad. Not bad, but 
Anyways, the legal legal tampering period has a gun has begun, and it's going on right now. Free agency starts tomorrow, and so guys, um, regarding free agency, what are your uh, give me your favorite signing thus far in free agency? Oh, uh, well, that's that's a hard one, honestly. I mean, there's a few things that I've liked, really. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Steelers picking up James Daniels. That's a really underrated signing. The Vikings signing Jordan Hicks kind of flew under the radar. The Lions getting an absolute steal with that chart contract. You know, there's the J.C. Jackson signing. That also is huge. But uh, it's just, when I think about it, I... This, you know, a lot of people might not see this coming, but I really, really liked uh, the longtime Washington guard, Brandon Scherf, heading down south to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Brandon Scherf, you know, like I said, just signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And what I like about this is that it shows that the Jaguars are at least interested in making sure Trevor Lawrence doesn't look like a bust. They gave him an awful offensive line to work with, which saw him getting dropped every time he tried to breathe. And it just, I mean, it's it just, I mean, look, I kind of look down upon the the Jags from as a, not from like a media perspective, as a fan perspective, but it's just, this is a really good signing. And it's nice that they're willing to help out Trevor Lawrence. And there's really not a lot you can say because, you know, it's not one of the big sexy signings like an offensive line. I mean, like a like a wide receiver or any other big offensive piece. But Brandon Scherf would help shore up that line immensely. And tagging Cam Robinson again like they did just shows that, uh, you know, the Jags can and will spend for, you know, to just to help Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, that's not – Oh, you know, they kind of went on a spending spree on defense with uh, some guys like Foisad Olakun and uh, Fr- Florenzo Fadukasi from the Jets. And then, you know, there's the uh, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk signings, which were a bit of overpays. But, hey, they're trying, and that's what matters. My favorite signing so far, CJ, it has to be maybe the Tyrod Taylor signing with the Giants because you've heard a lot of things going on this year with the Giants, who's going to be their quarterback. And, like, seeing, like, a couple of hours ago, seeing the Giants side, Tyrod Taylor, who recently played for the Bills, they gave him, like, a two-year, $17 million. I think it's a great deal because you know Daniel Jones is injury-prone, but at the same time, as a Giant fan and as a, and as a fan, I think it's a good sign because you have a backup quarterback right there. I was um very – it was a good signing for the Jaguars, but I'm really questionable with the – with the player they got with regarding Christian Kirk, knowing that he's a good receiver, but I think the money that he's getting paid being in the level with Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins in their category of money, I think he doesn't deserve that. Um, Randy Gregory going to a Bronx, going to the Denver Broncos. That was a big thing. As it said, recently you heard he was re-signing with the Cowboys. The next minute, you know, he was going to the, Denver Broncos, but the Denver Broncos, we've said this for a couple of weeks. They're all about defense, and they got their defensive guy who just like recently I saw some stats earlier. He he had um six sacks this last season, so I think that's a great signing right there. And also seeing the JT Jackson um deal with the Chargers, knowing how they can improve their defense alongside Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and the crew. I think that's really great, and we're gonna see more signings as. As we see, I, I really want to see where Von Miller is going to go. You're, you're hearing rumors he might stay with the Rams and go to the Dallas Cowboys. And I really want to see that in particular, including where Odell's going to be, knowing that he might be out for the season, but in return for the playoffs. So I have to go with Brandon Scherf. So he's a guard who previously played for Washington, who's been a pro bowler. And this is a big. This was a. This was a big signing. So th- he went to Jacksonville. Uh, I'm bringing up the contract details right now. Um, but basically, uh, Trevor Lawrence has been put on his ass ever since he came into the league. 
He hasn't he hasn't had much support around him. He's had some decent pieces uh, uh, in the passing game, but he just doesn't have much time to throw. And you don't want to pull an Andrew Luck and have your French your potential franchise quarterback get hurt, and next thing you know, he's retiring by the age of 28, 29. You know that's not something you want to do. And I like that they are starting to prioritize surrounding this kid with some pieces and at least acting like he's the franchise guy. If he winds up to be a bus and he sucks, all right, no no harm done. And now you have some pieces around you and you could add another quarterback, go back into the draft, trade up or something and go and get something. But for now, when when you have one of the most highly touted prospects in Trevor Lawrence, in a quarterback prospect, you need to be able to go out there and you need to actually surround him with pieces. And you need, you need to take him seriously because he's going to determine the future of your team for years to come. So to bring, for, them to, for them to prioritize this was big for me, and I really liked this signing. Yeah, I'm right there with you on Scherf. Yeah, Scherf. I think it was a good signing for them. Um, but anyways, what? Uh, so to go on, on to another question for free agency, what is one signing that you believe should happen? Oh, wait, what should happen? What, what well, do you think should happen? <laughs> All right. Not should I'm... have happened. Just look, look towards the future. All right. I will not lie to you. Maybe it's just because I'm a Pats fan. But I really think that the New England Patriots need to go out and sign Allen Robinson. You just gave up Shaq Mason in a salary dump for pennies, which, you know, isn't something that I really like. But all I'm going to say is that you, you can just please sign Allen Robinson. You've been looking at him. You're in the uh, hunt for him. Just come on. Seal the deal, Patriots. It's not something that I want to happen. I, I, I mean, it is something I want to happen, but I genuinely think it should happen because I've read numerous reports of the Patriots are invested in trying to, you know, get Mac Jones a number one receiver, which I say, yes, I think you should as well. And there's right, and there's one right there for you. I think another um, thing I was going to say, CJ, maybe Jarvis Landry, maybe going to the New England Patriots. I've been seeing some stuff recently as well with the Patriots as well. But I really want to see where Jarvis Landry is going to go, knowing that his buddy Odell Beckham Jr. has a ring. Hey, it's time for him to get a ring. He was, he was a, literally a hostage in Cleveland with the Cleveland Browns for maybe three or four years. But I want to see him succeed as a fan for him and knowing that he's a great football player. I also really want to see – I'm not going to repeat myself – Um, maybe where Von Miller – I think Von Miller could help any contending team – who's almost there to be in the Super Bowl, go to the Super Bowl. You look at, for example, the Cowboys. You look at maybe the Broncos. Maybe you can return to the Broncos. Because, like, wherever Von Miller goes at this point, they're going to win a championship. All right. So looking at the free agents that are left, I'm going to talk about Allen Robinson, but I'm not going to be a biased Patriots fan. Not to say that you are CJ. I'm just saying I I want to I want to levitate away from my home team and look at look somewhere else. I think the Las Vegas Raiders should go after, um, should go after Allen Robinson. Just looking at everybody around them in that division who've been making moves left and right, and it leaves eyes going towards the Raiders saying, "Okay, how are you going to answer this? Do you, what are you guys going to do now? Because the Chiefs are doing stuff, the Chargers are doing stuff." The Broncos did some huge things, and they continue to do it. Today they got Randy Gregory, and they still have cap space, I believe. So you, if you are Las Vegas, you, you go out and you get Derek Carr, his legitimate number one weapon in Allen Robinson. There, that way you have Robinson, you have uh, – I'm forgetting his name. Uh, he, Hunter Renfro. Uh, Hunter, you have Hunter Renfro. And then you have the and you then you have the tight end. I'm forgetting his name too. I'm blanking on Waller. these guys right now. Darren Waller. You have Darren Waller. You have three very solid pieces for Carr to throw to. And then in the and then through the draft, you look at the offensive line and you work on that. And you work on the defense as well. But that's those are I think it starts with Allen Robinson. 
Allen Robinson is a piece they need to add. And, you know, they need that number one wide receiver. I know Carr has it in him. He hasn't been, he hasn't been that guy since, since his days in 2016 when, he's, when he was an MVP can, candidate. But I do believe he still has it in him. And if they give him a chance, if they give him the pieces, he will do it. Last time he had it, he had Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, and it worked out. It's going to work out now if they do it again. But you got to add some weapons around him. But anyways, um, moving on, we have the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, which are finally coming to an end. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am Adam Wright, Justin Hill, Justin Hill, CJ Medeiros with you tonight. And so the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, they have narrowed the teams in these sweepstakes have narrowed down significantly in recent days. So uh, reportedly Deshaun Watson rejected the Eagles and Seahawks. Um, He's, uh, so we rejected the Eagles and Seahawks. The Texans rejected the Colts because, you know, they're not going to trade within that division. And Watson met with New Orleans and Carolina Monday. They're meeting with Cleveland today and Atlanta tomorrow. So those are essentially the few teams that are left um, in who appear to be in the running to get uh, Deshaun Watson. So, guys, out of all these pl- these teams remaining in the race – where do you guys think is the best spot for Deshaun Watson? You know, I've been thinking about it, and ever since I knew that Deshaun Watson was going to be traded, I was stumping for him to go to Carolina. But now, now that I know that the Browns are interested, I would say send Deshaun Watson on up to Cleveland. Think about it. Not only do you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, a powerful running game, but you have Amari Cooper, who you just traded for. And you, I believe you also have wide receiver, the ever-underrated Rashard Higgins, and you have a dual uh, set of tight ends uh, named Austin Hooper and David Njoku, along with a stout offensive line and a ferocious defense which has guys like Miles Garrett and uh, Chase Winovich, and Denzel Ward, among others. And so when I think about this, you're the Browns, right? The Bengals in your division just went to a Super Bowl. The Ravens only missed the playoffs because of their injuries, and they're going to be scary when they get healthy. And the Steelers, well, I don't know. They're the Steelers. They always find a way to at least go eight and eight. So if you're the Browns, you can't be the odd man out. You finally tasted a modicum of success and you need to keep that going. And you just, you got to pull the trigger onto Sean Watson. Uh, You know, you send like three firsts in Baker Mayfield. That is what I would do. I, I was stomping for the Panthers, but now, now that I know the Browns are an option, I would love to see Deshaun Watson in a Browns uniform. All right, Jay Hill. For Deshaun Watson, for since he's been sitting home for a year and a half due to his case and him being found, the the, um, the DA dismissing the case. I'm for Deshaun Watson, knowing that he's happy about that, but at the same time, he sat out for a year and a half, and now he's been waiting for this moment to talk to teams that he's been wanting to do for quite some time before the whole incident happened. He wanted to get out of Houston before the whole thing happened. But regarding with the situation here, I think in my eyes, I see him going to New Orleans Saints. I see him going to New Orleans Saints because right now the Saints 
they had a very bad season before the whole before the whole injury happened to their quarterback. And at the same time, for the New Orleans Saints, they need to look at the future as of right now. You have a young and healthy Alvin Kamara. You have Michael Thomas, who we don't know if he might get traded during his offseason or whatnot, but he's scheduled to definitely play this season, knowing that he's, had, he's been sitting out for a year and a half. He's going to be playing this year. I think it will be a perfect fit knowing that New Orleans has – they went from being over the salary cap to now in the sweepstakes to afford this guy. If, the, if that's not the case, I could definitely maybe see Atlanta grabbing. We've seen for years the Matt Ryan flunking guy, like he's just done some like horrible stuff. Like he's just been like, I call him the fluke because like w- with this guy here, like he's just done some horrible things like regarding the fantasy bonus 28 to three. And that's why I call him the fluke because like, You've done so many stuff. Like it's it's time to move on from. You see Julio Jones leave. You've seen so many things going on right now. Calvin Ridley. I think maybe him playing for the um, Atlanta Falcons. It'll be a definitely great success. But I, but as my favorite, I see him going to the New Orleans Saints. So I was going to pick Cleveland as the spot for Deshaun Watson to go to. But because CJ already picked it, I got to go a different direction. Wow. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. And what? to be honest, really. And to be honest, I would have if it weren't for Tom Brady being back in that division, I would have actually had Cleve, uh Carolina over Cleveland as the best spot. Carolina has a very good defense. They have some very good options for Deshaun Watson to throw to in Robbie Anderson and uh what's um DJ Moore. And that offensive line does need a little bit of work, but that's all they need is a little bit of work on that offensive line. And then the running game, the rushing game is very good. Even past Christian McCaffrey, you still have Juba Hubbard and they just signed Deontay Foreman. So just looking at this whole thing, um, it's wait a second. Hang on. I'm, I'm just getting a, uh, hang on. I'm just getting – so according to D- Diana Russini, um, the first step the sa- for the Saints, Panthers, and Browns in arranging a meeting with Deshaun Watson was presenting a trade. Once Houston approves, only then did they meet. Okay, so all these all these moves are from the Saints, Panthers, and Browns are, are approved. It's just a, whether or not Deshaun Watson has to go there. That's apparently what – uh, they are saying, uh, just uh, talk. Just sent us a just sent us a snap. I hope it's something that Carolina wouldn't be a bad spot. Oh, Justin's listening to us. I agree. I agree, Justin. See what I mean? So what I'm saying is, um, they they have even past uh, Christian McCaffrey in that rushing game. They still have Chuba Hubbard, and they just signed Deontay Foreman, who just had a breakout year coming back from his uh, Achilles tear a couple years back. And, I mean, you know how Achilles tears are with running backs. They're almost death sentences for their careers. So the fact that he's come back from that is incredible. But him, Chuba Hubbard, and you still have Christian McCaffrey, that's a pretty good team. And I think if you add Deshaun Watson to that mix, they might be able to actually beat Tampa in that div- out for that, division, for that division title and possibly take the NFC. Because once you get past Tampa – and you get past the Rams, who else is there? It's Green Bay, and they're bound to get worse. So I have Carolina, and I think that's a very good spot for them. If you look at this situation here, Adam, with him going to Carolina, right now Carolina, they're about to lose Christian McCaffrey. So they're going to lose a running back. Regarding losing. Receive, well, if, if, he, if he gets traded, because you're hearing a lot of stuff with him right now, with McCaffrey, if you might get right. traded. Meaning he, meaning, meaning they would get something for him. In other words, yeah, yeah, they'll get obviously get something. But, but like you make a valid point with him going to Carolina. They have Robbie Anderson, who they just gave an extension to, like I think last offseason, I think it was, and they're right, and like they have a couple of good receivers on their end. But at the same time, as of that report you just said, knowing that Carol was a Carolina, Cleveland, New Orleans, they they it looked like they've been approved. I think Deshaun, regarding with his situation. 
he needs to go to New Orleans. And, like, for Cleveland being in the mix, like, isn't Baker Mayfield supposed to be your future quarterback? Like, you've already given up, hope, like, hopes around this guy. Like, I understand Baker Mayfield. He's he's a horrible quarterback. But at the same time, like, let's not forget, he put you back kind of guys, like, not back on the map, but at least into contention last season. So I wouldn't give up, up on him real really that quick. But I think New Orleans is going to be the favorite to land him. They have the defense. They have the offense. I think it'll be a good fit and good fit and a better better way to not be a distraction from the media presence on to what's going on in his life right now. All right. Well, we will see. What we gotta also remember where we believe is the best spot is irrelevant because ultimately they he could end up going to Atlanta, which is a place where no, none of us picked. But anyways, uh up next we have the fan box. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. All right, guys, I'm Adam Wright, Justin Hill, CJ Medeiros with you, and we have reached towards the end of our show, which means we get to our Fumble Ruski fan box. So what happens is we post on our Instagram a question filter every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. All right, so the question I asked you guys was, what was your favorite free agency signing so far? So, to get into to get into these, uh, I gotta go into I gotta get into the story because I haven't uh, answered them. I haven't. Uh, I gotta get into. Oh, that's not good. They're not uh, written down. I gotta find these in the uh, in the archive section. I'll just go into I'll just go into the post I put out. But anyways, uh first response was Patrick Williver who said everything the Jaguars did before Kirk. Also, it's Trubisky time. Trubisky, what a signing that was, wasn't it? You look at one of the premier teams that was in the running for a quarterback. They had a very solid roster around them. They settle on Kirk on uh on Mitch Trubisky. Wow. You know, that's just. I, I personally think we're underrating the uh, the riveting quarterback race between Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Dwayne Haskins. Now, to be fair, it will be a very close. That will yes, be a very it, close like, race. Yeah, it's like it's like watching a snail race. It's just going to come down to who, yeah. who sucks less. Yeah, pretty so much. Whoever's in the Steelers camp and advised Mike Tomlin to go get this guy, in my opinion, doesn't even know football. We see Mitch Trubisky be a horrible player when he was on the Bears his last two years, and good luck to the Steelers with that with that guy. He doesn't even deserve a spot in my eyes. <laughs> All right, J.C. Jackson signing with the Chargers makes things even more interesting in that division. That was an incredible Ooh. signing. And uh, I, uh, while I think the money's not worth it, he is a pretty good player. And I, yeah. I, I stand by what I said. I don't think he's one of the best corners in the league. He's a number one, but a serviceable number one. And I think Asante Samuel Jr. is going to be the better, the better uh, corner. Um, but that it that does make things interesting, and it makes it gives me. I think they're they're the favorite in that division. Like I said earlier. Um, and here we have, and that who said that was uh Tyson Tate, uh, loyal listener of ours. I believe he's listening right now. He said he was going to tune in. Uh, yeah, Tyson's not wrong. That was a good sign. Brian Mucker said CJ Uzama deal. He said, finally get a tight end. 
when the Jets get any sort of talent, then it's a win for them. So golf clap for them. Golf clap. Just nice. Good job. Oh, no, CJ's breaking. CJ's breaking out the slow clap. That's oh, yeah. worse. CJ Uzama, the top five <laughs> tight end. Surely they'll deliver us a Super Bowl. But but nah, I, you know I'm a Pats fan. I gotta mess with the Jets a little. But no, no, it's a perfectly fine signing. It's a good signing. A good a, a good oh. thing for the Jets though. They were able to grab Braxton Burrow, so like to resign him. Nah, it's it's all right. I'm not it's a, nothing. He's he's a special he's teams basic, guy. Yeah, basically like uh, how do I put this? Um, the clearance version of Danny Amendola. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Diego, uh, where I think it's Huertas. He said yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Now the problem is this isn't a free agency signing. This is a trade, but it is a groundbreaking move nonetheless. I mean that wasn't that was that just shook the NFL world and it's going to go down in yeah. history as one of the most blockbuster trades of all time in the NFL and possibly mm-hmm. you can make a case for the MLB too or the rest of all pro sports, um, yeah. but Tyson Tate again answered and he said DJ Shark to the Lions gives Goff a new weapon to use. I'm glad to see that they're actually using putting together some pieces. And right after it feels like right out of the gates after this teardown by the Lions, they're starting to they're actually starting to get something going here. So DJ Shark with Amon Ross St. Brown. You have DeAndre Swift. I think Jared Goff is a serviceable quarterback. And he can he can lead them to some wins and he could be a nice little bridge quarterback to your next guy. So that could work for them. But, yeah, I believe that's it for all of our responses. Do you guys have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Nothing? Uh, No, not really. Long live Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the GOAT. He is back, baby. Where's the beef? Unicorns, so, show ponies. Going full, going full Scott Zolak here. Yeah. The return of the king. And I honestly... If it weren't for the – I would have named this episode Return of the King if it weren't for the AFC West going absolutely berserk with the moves that they've been making. But Tom Brady, you are the greatest of all time. It is destiny, you coming back for this final – possibly final season. I'd be okay if this was the final season. Not your age 44 season. You cannot end your career one year before you said you would, you would hang it up. 45, take it or leave it. Nothing more. Uh, I would take a little more, but nothing less. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays at 730 on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.